Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're going to be talking about Doomsday Clock number two, the second issue written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, the somewhat sequel to Watchmen mixed with the DC Universe. Zach, what do you think of this? Uh, it's a great second installment. Again, it's so hard to judge. Like, this is, we're only a sixth of the way through the story now. And so I'm sure there'll be lots of twists and turns that we have no idea were going to happen um, coming up. But so far, I mean, I think this is definitely a solid addition to the storyline that we've we've set up already. Lots of lots of cool stuff happens here. I think, I think you know, all I have to say about it. <laughs> I'll say more, but all I really have to say about it is I, if all 10 issues, uh, the, the remaining 10 issues were out, I would have already read them. That's like, right. that's, as soon as I got done with this, I didn't want to, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to review it or anything like that. I really just want to read more of it. It's, it's really good. There's really good mystery, awesome characters interacting, uh, that you, that you never really, like, I never really thought about them interacting. Some of I did think about them interacting. Some I didn't. There's and I wanted it, and it's it's great. And there's new characters that are really interesting that uh, really step it up here. Um, and you know, it's this crazy story that I'm. I mean, I just want to get to the bottom of it and find out more. Um, yeah, it's that <laughs> so. it's that kind of classic Watchmen. You really, really like the characters, and you love seeing them interact with each other, but you don't really have any idea what's going on. And there's so many weird, deep clues and rabbit trails that you can go down. But you'll probably be wrong about your predictions, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess getting into spoilers now, we can sort of get into the specifics of the story. Uh, I think it's really interesting. We tons of, there's tons of Easter eggs mixed in here, but they also we know this takes place. You know, this Doomsday Clock story starts a year for, a year ahead of where the comics were, right? So when Doomsday Clock ends, it, the rest of the DC Comics universe will be caught up to it. And so in that year, we sort of get we get hints to what is going on in that year. You know, Gotham really is not trusting Batman and it's worse than, than ever before. There's also this, the Superman theory that is out there that we don't get touched on, although that is um, mentioned briefly in the back matter, which we should mention uh, just like watch Watchmen, this doomsday clock has back matter uh, that DC released on their website. So I think it's really interesting how they're setting up a bit of a mystery. You're kind of wondering what is going on in this universe, what happens and you know, you, you just have to read the other comics to get the specifics of that, but it, it's cool. I like I like setting things a, a, in the, in the future, and then we get the gaps filled in later. Yeah. Uh, so it starts out with V giving uh, by giving the marionette and the mime their costumes, um, and we find out why basically because we we kind of get told through a flashback that he's trying to recreate basically the exact like scenario that Doctor Manhattan. Um, encounter them in because they were robbing a bank and dr manhattan showed up because i guess this bank has a, a dr manhattan button that you just push and he shows up and fixes everything we all need one of those exactly so um but yeah we get we get a lot more with these characters and get to see their personalities and the marionette is great i mean there's definitely some strong parallels with harley quinn um but I think she's got enough different about her and the mime is just totally unique. I think as a character, he's really, really interesting and 
still kind of funny just because you know he doesn't actually have anything and he's just holding people up with his finger and stuff <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah that was a great scene and it's impressive that these two new characters I'm, I'm already i already really like them it probably helps that they do have that harley and joker vibe a little bit so it, it you sort of naturally like them but it, it really impressive sorry i like when uh the marionette slices off the bank manager's finger and then she realizes she needs needs it to uh <laughs> to hand activate did anybody see where his finger went uh, i really like that and just a cool little introduction to them yeah exactly um but we see dr manhattan when he after he shows up at the bank robbery um he doesn't kill him and they kind of make a point of saying like we've seen him kill people for much less before but he kind of he looks at the marionette and says babum and I don't know, Tom. I don't know what that means. I looked up Babam. He was a Syrian king in the dynasty of Kish or something like that. But so I'm sure that will probably come back at some point to mean something hmm. or maybe not. I don't know. I just I'd, I'd have to relook at that. But I looked at it as Babum, like, like he was sensing a heartbeat. Um, well, that, that makes way more sense. That, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how I looked at it. Um, but I would I would need to look at that panel again. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with your bum like a heartbeat, and then they show the kid <laughs> instead of maybe being a Sumerian king. Uh, but we'll see who's right. Maybe it'll maybe they'll mix them together. So yeah, Osmandius wants John to help save the world, and I guess his plan is to get him to remember who he used to be and to maybe come back to him by bringing back the marionette and the mime. And um, you know, this was definitely probably a strong memory for him because he did something out of the ordinary. So I guess it's not the worst plan. Not that, you know, Osmandias probably has some bad <laughs> plans. Sometimes we won't talk about them, but they do talk about them <laughs> in this issue. There's there's a lot of references to maybe the not so great plan that he had for saving the world in the Watchmen. Right. Yeah, I, I like that they address that. And, you know, we talked about this last time, but it very much is a sequel in ways that it's picking up storylines and story points. And it's not just forgetting them. This is the next story you would tell if, you know, Watchmen did really happen. Right, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, so then they get in the, the owl ship, which Osmandius has been working on, and he has beefed up with some fancy, I think it does something with quantum something. It does it does cool stuff now, but basically they just take it next to a nuke that goes off in the air. Um, if we, we get to see again that's that kind of like classic Watchmen people getting disintegrated sort of panel which is you know not a great thing but it's definitely uh, a trademark of watchmen yeah definitely um but yeah so they kind of fly into it and we don't really know why but then we find out we we cut straight to bruce wayne taking a rorschach test which again the the visual transitions i think they they've definitely nailed that kind of style from watchmen again where we see rorschach's face and then we cut straight to actual rorschach cards with bruce wayne yeah, absolutely. That was that's fun to see Bruce Wayne taking a, a Rorschach test, and I even think I even thought the that Rorschach stuff. I I, I saw a bat there, and especially in the one. <laughs> right. So um, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so and we're in this different universe now. That's what we find out. The Owl ship has brought them to this Earth where Bruce Wayne is. Um, LexCorp is trying to buy Wayne Enterprises, and part of the reason he's taking this test is because I think he had a mental breakdown or at least they, they said he did. And so he has to prove that he's not crazy once a year. Um, but this, this Gotham hates Batman and that's uh, kind of what you talked about. They, they hate him. They don't trust him and they, they want him to, to go away. Um, but then they wake up in the owl ship and Osmandius is talking to Rorschach and he calls him 
Reggie, which I I don't think from the first issue we didn't know his name was Reggie, did we? Right, I don't think <laughs> so. And this doesn't really help us. Um, but yeah, so they're they're in the same universe that Doctor Manhattan went to. We don't really know how or why Doctor Manhattan went here, but Osmandius knows that he is there. Um, I think it, I think it's meant that this is the you know when at the end of Watchmen when Doctor Manhattan says he wants to go create life, right? Uh, might want to create his own life. This is this is that, and it looks like it is our prime DC universe. Uh, yeah. That's what he went off to do, which is. I've uh, been strongly hinted since DC Rebirth, uh, DC the one shot, um, and it r- really looks like that's what it is. I don't, it's, I don't think it's been explicitly stated anywhere, but that's what I'm assuming, unless it unless it changes. Yeah, um, and there's some interesting dialogue that uh, I'm sure will get picked apart, and we need to to look into. And there's a lot of theories that could be about it, but basically, Osmandius is talking to Rorschach about this universe and how some of the characters that are fictional in the Watchmen world on their earth actually exist on this earth. And so I'm wondering if on the Watchmen earth, there's some character, there's some people like Batman or Superman who they know about, but are just fictional to them. And so Dr. Manhattan knew about him and came to the DC prime earth and said, okay, I'm going to make these people real because there's a lot more superhumans they say on this earth than anywhere else. Yeah, that's uh, that's really curious. I don't I don't know if there's anything in Watchmen that that's uh, really gets into that, but you know we've seen something DC's done in the past, like the original Barry Allen read the Flash Jay Garrett comics, and that's why he yeah. decided to become the Flash. So it's kind of like Doctor Manhattan is using that thing that was his inspiration for creating heroes or or whatever. Um, that's I'm curious which ones. Yeah, I'm I, like I don't know. I like uh, kind of a lot of different theories and stuff you can have with this and um, really wanted to see how that unravels. Yeah. And the, the thing that we haven't really gotten to yet is if he made all these heroes, I think he also made all the villains too. And right. So it's, it'll be interesting to kind of see him explain why he did it and his, I'm sure he has reasons and for picking the characters, the people that he did to create and the bad ones and the good ones. Um, so that's definitely setting up something that's going to be huge down the line. I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, definitely could be something they're setting up. But I also wonder if, you know, what if Ozymandias is wrong? And what if this isn't, what if Dr. Manhattan didn't create this? And it just, uh, that's what he, and Manhattan either visited it or saw it and um, was involved with it somehow, but didn't create it. And he just sort of checked it out. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if that was revealed later on down the line, if they did something like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, So on this earth, they... Osmandius has figured out who the two smartest people are and he's going to get them to help him. And of course those two smartest people are Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. Um, I, I, always, I always love the comic book intelligence. Like they're like, everyone takes an IQ test. Right. We have, deci- we have decided Lex Luthor is number one. Bruce Wayne is number two. Uh, I always, I always love that sort of comic book logic there. Um, but I don't care why, but seeing Ozymandias with Lex and Rorschach with Batman that those were a couple of fantastic moments for sure. A couple great scenes. Yeah, because they say, oh, we're going to split up. Which one do you want? And of course, like, what what other possible combination could there be? Ozymandias has to go to Lex. Rorschach has to go to Batman. Um, yeah, it's absolutely great. We've wanted to see this for a really long time. And we we only get to see at the end, like Batman and Rorschach actually looking at each other. And he says, you ate my pancakes, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) 
course. Uh, yeah. Of course, Rorschach would, would eat the pancakes, even though we don't know this Rorschach. Um, and of course, he would say, uh, this, this Batman must be a monster. Like, right. What is wrong with He keeps all these trophies of like past villains, past heroes, and everything like that. This guy must be a monster, uh, which was really funny. And then I love the Ozymandias. You know, Lex really called him out. I love arrogant, yeah. arrogant Lex, who's kind of right. Like, oh, you thought killing three million people would <laughs> solve solve all the world's problems uh I, I just you know i don't i don't i can't imagine if you're the smartest person on the world, earth <laughs> i don't want to see the, the dumbest, dumbest. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is such an awesome lex line oh yeah yeah that's great um so yeah we we get to see these really great interactions between them. i'm sure we'll see more batman and rorschach like i said we only saw that kind of one line between them uh, but we did get to see rorschach do some of his analysis of him um but then kind of the the big twist at the end somebody we see a bullet come through and hit Ozymandias and Lex and the comedian is the person who has shot it. What did you think of this reveal, Tom? Yeah. So the obvious thing you would think is, Oh, this must be the comedian must exist on prime earth. But, uh, why does he know how Ozymandias killed him? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, why does he know that personal history? So I'm, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any theories on that? I don't know. Cause we've, so some of the things leading up to this, that we've seen like the Batman and flash um, crossover. There was a lot to do with, you know, like memories from other timelines coming in, mm-hmm. but this isn't really a different timeline. This is like a whole other universe. So I really don't know how he knows about that or what he's doing in this universe and why we haven't seen him before. So it's, it's a pretty big mystery to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I love all the mystery about this and, everything and, and this just this whole issue and the, the two issues so far really deliver on the the mystery as well as the just awesome character interactions you know seeing the characters together you want to see it. and that's one other thing i'm looking forward to we know some other characters who are going to show up and seeing them with the watchman characters i'm i'm pretty jazzed to see yeah and it looks like he's got a smiley face button i don't know if it is the button um right right so i'm i'm interested to see if that is what it is or if it, he just happened to find another smiley face button i'm I'm sure there's more than one yeah i'm i'm <laughs> fascinated to see how this all ties in it's just a bummer we've got you know almost a year <laughs> until we figure right. out the, the ending of the finale it's it's uh one of the struggles of monthly comics yep all right well that is all we have for doomsday clock number two thanks for listening if you like what we're doing here go ahead and leave us a review on itunes apple Podcasts, or whatever podcatcher you use Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.